Hello and welcome to the Feck It Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I'm Helly and I'm here to provide regular bursts of information and inspiration, some neuroscience applicable to eating disorder recovery, perhaps a few rants, but otherwise lots of positivity with a bit of a Feck It attitude, some fun and a sprinkling of fabulousness to help everyone find freedom in recovery. Hi everyone and thank you for tuning in again to this episode of the Feckit Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I hope everyone's doing really well at the moment and you are ready to sit back and listen to another episode with a few donuts or chocolate bars or all of the above in your hand and a nice cup of tea or big milky coffee next to you as well. Today's episode then is about the scarcity mindset. So let's get into it then. So a scarcity mindset is going to affect most people with a restrictive eating disorder in some way. And there's a simple explanation for that. It's because a restrictive eating disorder puts your body into a state of energy deficit. And when you're in a state of energy deficit, your brain naturally perceives that essential supplies of energy are low. So as far as your brain is concerned, this means that other important resources are also in low supply. So your brain is thinking right now you are in a very scarce environment because if you weren't, why wouldn't you be eating and restoring the energy levels it needs to function at its best? Now, of course, you and I know that with a restrictive eating disorder, it's not that food isn't available to you. It's actually that you have a restrictive eating disorder, which is preventing you from eating enough of the food that your body needs and creating a very strong aversion response to eating enough of that food. But like I said, your brain doesn't know that. It knows that not enough food is coming in, and so it's obviously in short supply. So if you were to think about it, if you were really in a situation in which food and other key resources were really in low supply, what would it be appropriate to do? So if that was a situation and you are genuinely in a scarce environment with not enough food around you, it would be very appropriate for your own survival to stock up on supplies when they are available and before they run out. Use resources you do have slowly in case you can't access more later. Avoid sharing precious resources with others or giving things away unnecessarily because after all, you need to protect the supplies and survival of yourself and your family first and foremost. Make sure that absolutely nothing gets wasted you would need to find supplies as economically as you possibly can and avoid luxuries and unnecessary expenditure. And you would recognize if others have more than you do or where there are abundant resources and maybe even steal things to ensure you do have enough for your own survival. If you do obtain something and you later think, actually, it wasn't really necessary for me to have that, then you're probably going to return it and try and get your money back. And you're gonna find ways to keep earning 
and ensure that resources continue to come in. You're going to save up, you're not going to waste anything, and you're going to keep that rainy day fund growing. And perhaps most importantly, you're going to feel very stressed and anxious about the fact that food and other precious supplies are low, so that you think about it a lot of the time and you feel quite worried about it. Now, as I gave you that list, I'm sure that many of you are already recognising yourselves in some of those points. I would lay bets that when it comes to not just food, but to money, time and other significant resources in your life, that you experience many of these scarcity mindset symptoms. And some of you will know about the Minnesota starvation experiment, and I am going to get round to making an episode all about the Minnesota starvation experiment in due course. But for those of you who do know about it, um, or for those of you who don't, this was just very briefly when young, healthy men were semi-starved for three months during the Second World War to observe the effects that hunger will have on a person. And the experiment found that the men became hyper-focused on food so that they could think about little else. They hated to see food waste. They licked their plates. They hoarded food and non-food-related items. And they became more anxious and serious just in general in their demeanour. One man was also observed to shoplift, which was completely out of character. And these are all effects of a food scarcity and what can happen with a scarcity mindset. So the scarcity mindset can impact on so much of your life when you have a restrictive eating disorder. And over time, it can create even more habits that then need to be addressed as you overcome it. So it's really important to recognise the scarcity mindset and how it impacts on you and address it but also to do so with self-compassion. Because after all, this is just your brain trying to ensure that you survive in an environment in which it perceives famine is very real. So let's break it down then. Let's first of all think about the scarcity mindset when it comes to food. Now, when it comes to food, it will come as no surprise that the scarcity mindset is going to impact you in some quite big ways. If you have a restrictive eating disorder and by definition you eat restrictive amounts to your body's needs, leaving you in a state of energy deficit, you can't not have a food-related scarcity mindset. And the way in which the scarcity mindset with food and eating manifests for you will not be the same as for others because everyone's different, but there are some very typical ways in which it presents for a lot of people. And these include things like ongoing food thoughts, putting food on a pedestal, wanting everything you do allow yourself to eat to be as perfect as it can be and to be able to savour the precious moments you do eat the foods that your brain and body are so hungry for. And that in itself can present as having ritualised eating patterns that make the eating event feel more important and special a need to be in the same place to eat, somewhere that your brain has come to associate with much needed food intake, and so it's placed high importance on it. Absolutely hating to have interruptions while you eat from other people, phone calls, or anything else. 
having very rigid times of the day that you'll eat and that you find very hard to alter yourself from. And that's again because your brain perceives that food is only available at these times of day and so it puts high priority on keeping this space free for this precious food intake that it's really hoping is going to come in. You'll probably feel a high level of distress if the food you are preparing is ruined in some way, such as if it's burnt or if it's too cold or too hot. And you might find yourself eating very slowly, dragging out the experience because these food supplies and eating events are scarce and you really need to appreciate them while they last. Now conversely though to the last point, some people actually have the opposite experience and find that they eat very, very quickly. And that's also a symptom of the scarcity mindset, but this time of a brain that fears that the foods available will not be available for long. And so it drives you to eat what you can very, very quickly instead. The other thing that the scarcity mindset's gonna make you do is stretch out your food supplies, those that you do have in the kitchen, making them last as long as you can, even though you can easily buy more or even have plenty available. It can lead you to hoard foods, filling up your cupboards, your freezer, your fridge, even though at the rate you're currently eating them, they would easily last you six months or more. It can create feelings of guilt at even the thought of any food waste or throwing anything away. And it will also mean that you'll hate to see others waste food. It's likely to also make you not want to share your food with other people, feeling strong urges to hold on to the precious rations that you have and that you have allowed yourself. You might also have powerful urges to spend time in supermarkets, coffee shops or other food-related places and just be around food, even though you won't allow yourself to buy the foods that are there. And if you attempt to buy foods when you go out, experiencing habitual thoughts of wrongdoing and that you should eat the food that you have at home rather than these other items. And you might even experience envy and intrigue at seeing others eat freely and abundantly. Or you may develop strong judgments towards people who eat unrestrictedly, perhaps considering them to be greedy or excessive in their eating. And these are also both symptoms of a brain that just perceives food to be scarce. So there are many ways in which the scarcity mindset will present in relation to food when you have a restrictive eating disorder and when your body is in a state of energy deficit. And the ones that I've just spoken about are just some examples. I'm sure that you can probably think of many more that relate to you. But the good news is that these symptoms will resolve as you eat and allow yourself all the foods that your brain is asking you for. When you really, really stop restricting, aim to get out of energy deficit and really get yourself back into energy balance. But now let's think about the scarcity mindset and money spending. So a lot of people with restrictive eating disorders have difficulty with spending money. You might not even realize that this is a key feature of the scarcity mindset, 
you might just think that this is you being very careful with money or a bit tight and a bit stingy. But a lot of people struggle to spend money on absolutely anything. Or for some, it might just be that they have difficulty when it comes to spending money on themselves or on food. So you might find you get anxiety, overthinking, guilt, or even feelings of shame when trying to spend money, even when you can more than afford the things that you are deliberating over and the items are very essential. And that's certainly something that I experienced. I could put in hours of painstaking research to find the best price for a pint of milk or bottle of shampoo before finally allowing myself to begrudgingly buy it. And if I did find something that was at a great discounted price, I would find myself buying it in bulk, hoarding supplies, believing that I had to stock up because it might never be this price again. So perhaps you can relate to some of this. It might be that you hoard food or non-food related items, feeling compelled to have enough in the cupboards of whatever it is. It's very likely that you are an expert at finding the supermarket discounts and end of the day markdowns. And perhaps your family even tease you, as mine most certainly did, that you won't buy anything at full price without realising that this little quirk you have is a symptom of a starved brain. Money spending can be really hard for people in the scarcity mindset, and it's easy to joke about it, but it can have such a detrimental impact on your life. Even when you can more than afford all the material items and services that you need or want, the ability to spend that money can feel impossible. People who have high-paying jobs can still struggle to allow themselves to spend any money. And I've known people in that situation who haven't bought themselves any new clothes in years. And when they do buy something, the guilt at having done so can become overwhelming and they return it for a refund. That's life-limiting enough, but extend that to other ways in which money needs to be spent in order to have a fulfilling life. Taking a trip somewhere or going to visit friends and family means you need to spend money to travel there and back, and that can be something you find your brain is also highly resistant to. So then that discomfort results in your avoidance of going at all. Social activities can be difficult enough anyway for people with restrictive eating disorders, but even more so when you experience guilt at the thought of having to pay for things when you're out, such as drinks, or entry perhaps to a theatre or a museum. And of course, yes, we are all very conscious in this day and age of rising energy costs, but people with restrictive eating disorders in a scarcity mindset can find it hard to use any energy in terms of electricity or gas that they don't deem absolutely necessary. And if that affects you, it's likely to mean that you struggle to heat your home to a comfortable level, not necessarily because you can't afford to, but because your brain is convincing you that you can't, or perhaps that you shouldn't. And living in that way is hard and it's miserable. Another way that the scarcity mindset can possibly impact you is when it comes to earning and saving. 
Many people with restrictive eating disorders who work will put in extra hours and think about their earnings and whether they are enough to a greater degree than someone not in the scarcity mindset. And most people are also excellent at saving money. And of course, yes, money saving is an important life skill to an extent. Money is important for our current ability to live and it's good to have some savings for the future. But if these concerns and this saving mentality becomes obsessive or detrimental to your ability to live with enough comfort and freedom now, then it does need to be addressed. So you know that restrictive eating and hunger will have an impact on your thoughts, making you think about food a lot of the time as your brain is desperately trying to ensure you find the foods it needs. And these obsessive thoughts are a symptom of the scarcity mindset and they will extend to all the other important things that your brain perceives as being scarce. So when it comes to money, despite knowing rationally that you have more than enough, you might find that you obsess over money and whether to spend it or not more than is normal or healthy. You can have ruminating thoughts around other things too, such as heating resources, fuel in the car, or how many tea bags you're using. This takes your attention from things in life that are actually pleasurable. These constant thoughts will improve as you eat and as you restore and as you get out of energy deficit and you rewire your brain. But if this is you right now, use this as additional motivation to really overcome the eating disorder and bash it hard. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is a bit more of a difficult topic, and that is kleptomania. So kleptomania is the medical term for compulsive stealing. And it's always a difficult topic because no one wants to admit to stealing or wrongdoing, but it's important to cover because I do think it ties into the scarcity mindset. So when people have kleptomania, they can feel compelled to steal or shoplift, even when they can easily afford the items they take or don't need them. And afterwards, they can experience guilt, remorse and shame. And studies have found there's a strong correlation with people who experience kleptomania and those who have a diagnosis of a restrictive eating disorder, such as anorexia or bulimia. Now, some researchers think that this is due to eating disorders having a compulsive nature, and so it links to people with eating disorders then feeling compelled to steal. And maybe that is the case, but in all likelihood, in my mind, stealing starts as a result of the scarcity mindset. When your brain perceives that there are very few resources in the environment and that you can't afford to buy the things you need, it's understandable that in trying to fight for your survival and the essentials to stay alive, it will drive you to take what you can. And if stealing starts out in this way, it can then become highly rewarding because it triggers a high dopamine release. And then over time, these behaviours can become compulsive. So if you have experience of having felt compelled to steal or shoplift during the time you've had a restrictive eating disorder, recognize it as a symptom of the scarcity mindset and a brain doing all it can to fight for survival. Remove any feelings of guilt and shame from your past actions because you can't change the past. 
And those who do experience kleptomania largely find the urges to steal subside completely as they emerge from energy deficit. So the best way to overcome it is to eat, rest, gain weight, get out of energy deficit. But in the meantime, recognize your patterns. If you do have urges to steal or shoplift, avoid any typical habits or routines that lead to you taking something without paying. Shop in different stores because environments can be a trigger to old behaviours. Go shopping with other people so you're less likely to be tempted. And if you do get the urge, when you're in a shop, recognise it and just remove yourself from the setting. And if you do tend to steal in other situations, then set up similar obstacles to address it while you're still overcoming the eating disorder and the scarcity mindset. So the other way in which the scarcity mindset impacts people, which again, not many people think about, is when it comes to time. This is the perception or belief that you have that time is always in short supply. And so everything has to be done as a priority, leaving you feeling pressured, often overwhelmed and constantly on the go. So when you have a scarcity mindset created by food deprivation, it might seem odd that it would also stretch over to something like time. But time is actually another very precious resource that we have, and it's one that can't be replaced. So your brain does put a very high importance on it and perceives it to be potentially in short supply because other precious resources are. Plus, when your brain does perceive food to be limited, it's going to create an urgent drive to finish the things that you are doing because it wants you to put your attention back to seeking food and eating. So when you have a scarcity mindset in relation to time, it can present in a variety of ways. It might be that you constantly feel that time is lacking. You might always be on the go, but still feeling as if there's loads to do. You might feel pressured by the things you perceive that you need to do and a sense of urgency that they need to be done now, even if they're actually of very little importance. You might overschedule yourself because you perceive that time will otherwise run out. It's very likely that you'll find it hard to switch off each day and feel unable to relax because you feel like you have to do everything today. And a belief that if you do slow down, things won't get done and that that would really matter. You might have guilt at the thought of letting others down if you didn't do the things you promise or that they've come to depend on you for. You probably put off the things you want to do for things you feel you have to do and that keeps you overly focused on the here and now and not things that matter for your future. And ultimately it results in you feeling frustrated each day that the things you want to be able to focus on, the things that matter to you, have been pushed back for the sake of being busy in other less meaningful ways. And this time scarcity mindset, again, it will improve as you overcome the eating disorder. But the drive to be busy can also become quite compulsive while you've got an eating disorder. It can impact on your ability to put your focus on what matters, which is addressing your restrictive eating and your compensatory behaviours and aiming to really overcome and bash the eating disorder out of your life. So it's something you need to focus on and address as you go through the process to overcome the eating disorder. Your priority each and every day needs to be on doing what you need to do 
to overcome the eating disorder fully and finally. That should be the most pressing and important thing in your life because without it, everything else will always be heavily shadowed by the scarcity mindset, by the eating disorder, by being hungry all the time. So when you perceive time to be lacking, apply that sense of urgency to getting the eating disorder out of your life. So you know then now that you have a scarcity mindset and that it's significantly impacting on your thoughts and behaviors and it's creating these compulsions and it's making your life miserable. It stops you living as freely as you know you could and it contributes to your heightened levels of anxiety, low mood and stress. So what then can you do to address it? Well, as I said before, to an extent, it's going to largely resolve as you overcome the eating disorder, as you get yourself out of energy deficit and you put your body into energy balance, ideally into energy surplus for a while. And that's naturally going to show your brain that you're no longer in an environment of scarcity. So your brain will perceive that food's available and you don't have to stretch or be overly focused on meagre resources anymore. And you'll naturally feel much more relaxed about so many things, including food, money and time when this happens. And that's going to leave you more laid back and able to live in ways you can't imagine right now. But there's also going to be a bit of brain rewiring work to do around the scarcity thoughts and behaviours that you have developed, which have become compulsive and habitual. You're going to need to address these head on so that in the same way as you do with the eating disorder behaviours, you can unwire the old habits and wire in new brain pathways and circuits, pursuing thoughts and behaviours that you want. And to do that is just the same as with all the other compulsive habits that you want to remove from your life. You need to stop them. You need your brain to believe that nothing in your life is scarce now, so you can leave the scarcity mindset behind and move towards an abundance mindset instead. You have lived restrictively in so many ways for so long, it's now time to live a abundantly for a while. Push to the other extreme because it's the quickest and most effective way to get through this. Let your brain learn that spending money is absolutely fine. Look at your finances with absolute honesty. Consider what you actually can afford to spend each week or each month on food and non-food related items and then set yourself a minimum spend amount and give yourself full permission to spend that money. And don't view this as wasteful and unnecessary, but see it as the way to overcome the eating disorder in full, rewiring the scarcity mindset. This is a way to invest in your ability to have a real and positive future. So when you do buy yourself something that you wouldn't usually let yourself, Initial feelings of guilt and regret or shame will come up because they've been automatic and powerful ways that your brain's used to stop you spending money and living freely for a long time. So expect those feelings to come and then choose not to engage in them. Then deliberately allow yourself to feel proud that you're doing the best thing for your future life and your ability to give back to the world in more meaningful ways than you ever can with an eating disorder constraining you. If you've had a habit in the past of returning items after you've bought them because feelings of guilt kicked in, 
Make yourself a black and white rule that not only will you buy yourself new things, but you will not return them for a refund. Remove the labels from items you buy as soon as you take them home and throw those labels away. Make use of whatever you've bought immediately. Don't leave it in a cupboard or wardrobe for a special occasion or a rainy day. Just use it. For those of you who are the supermarket discount shoppers and end of day bargain hunters, push yourself to only buy foods for a while that are full price to allow your brain to learn that it's okay to buy these things even when they are not on offer. And where you always buy the economy goods, whether that's food, cosmetics or clothes, allow yourself to buy products at the more luxury end of the range instead. If you're someone who rarely visits the hairdresser or the barber because of guilt over spending, make yourself regularly visit those who are not the cheapest, but who offer a quality service. Perhaps you've also always wanted your nails done or to visit a reflexologist, but you've never let yourself. Now's the time to do these things. And the energy savers amongst you who live in poorly heated homes, wearing three jumpers and a coat, rather than using the heating because of the cost, you need to start to keep your home warm. Again, be honest with yourself about what you actually can afford. And when you have had a tendency to hoard food or non-food supplies, use up the items you have stockpiled and make a rule for yourself that you can only buy enough supplies for one or maybe two weeks at a time. And when it comes to time scarcity, make time to relax something that is a priority in your day. Look at all these things you feel so compelled to keep busy doing. And as I said before, prioritise your time to overcoming the eating disorder and doing what you need to do for that. As you know, learning to rest for this is crucial. This means being able to say no to demands on your time and to realise that so many of the things that you keep busy doing at the moment really, really can just be left or given to someone else to do. So the scarcity mindset is real and it's powerful. It can impact all aspects of your life. It will add to how difficult your life is and the detrimental impact the eating disorder has on it. You need to be aware of how the scarcity mindset impacts you and which parts of your life you might have attributed to being your little quirks, are actually symptoms of your brain perceiving scarcity. Then you need to address it. And that will happen in part by abstaining from all the behaviours. But you need to abstain from the things in your life that stem from a scarcity mindset, aiming for abundance as you do so. In my case, when overcoming the eating disorder, I could tell if things were sliding backwards again, because one of the first things to worsen would be features of the scarcity mindset money spending would become more difficult again. I would have more thoughts about whether I could justify petrol costs for a trip or increasingly feel that there just weren't enough hours in the day for all I had to do. So if you are overcoming an eating disorder and a scarcity mindset as part of that, if you notice that your discomfort with spending money or having enough time is increasing, then reflect on what's causing it. It's very likely that even without being aware of it, you've slipped back into a greater level of energy deficit and you need to step up the eating, resting, eating disorder, bashing approach once again. So that's been quite a long episode for today. 
I hope it's given you something to think about and maybe there's something there that relates to your situation. So I will be aiming to make more episodes more regularly as time goes on. At the moment, I will say that I'm currently writing actually two books um, about eating disorders and overcoming them. So I'm hoping that book one will be released quite soon. But that's why I have been keeping my head down at the moment, getting on with doing that and not putting out so many podcast episodes. So bear with me, more will be coming and book one will be out very soon as well, which I'm very excited about. In the meantime, keep bashing the eating disorder. You know where to find me. I'm on hellybarns.com and I'll speak to you very soon. Thank you for listening to the Feck It Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. Don't forget, eating disorder recovery doesn't have to be boring and doesn't have to be serious. Now go and grab yourself some food and have a fabulous rest of the day.